When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chat TV. Great to be with you. Appreciate you joining us on a Balls McWednesday. Just 44 days away from the start of college football. All right. All right. We're going to make it, everybody. We're going to make it. Mm-mm. And it's going to be fun. Aren't you just so glad? I don't know that I should throw this out there to the universe. Maybe I should knock on wood or suggest that, uh, listen, I don't believe in superstition. So how in the world does the situation at Northwestern happen? What in the, I mean, every day now. Heard y'all cover that one on headlines. Well, here's what I was laughing about. I, you, The second you read it, you thought, huh, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, what's what. That could just be a disgruntled player mad at a coach, so let's see what happens. The pivotal part of that sentence there, the important part of that was, let's see what happens. Let's let's wait. Certain folks can't wait, man. If we learned anything, you got to wait. You got to wait. Let's find out. We still don't know everything. Now, I know he's been fired, and I know Northwestern screwed it up. Yeah. I can tell you that. They're keeping all of his assistants. Are we sure that that's how that's going to pan out, no, too? No, of course not. But also... The school did an investigation and gave him two weeks, and then what, a few days later went, oh, sorry about that, you're fired. What kind of investigation did you do? One where you didn't investigate anything? They investigated their mentions on Twitter is what they did. (laughs) That's public pressure. All that does is legitimize people who want to, in situations not as serious as this, this influence policy. It's like, don't give the mob the decision. Let the facts of the case yeah. Decide what it is you're going to do. But if you are in a place where you need to conduct an investigation over allegations as serious as this, then conduct the investigation. Don't pay lip service to this and Agreed. then announce that it's just a two-week suspension when there's going to be... M- the school newspaper is what broke the story. The school newspaper... Beat them to the punch. Post-investigation, here are all the other things that we have now found out. Here are 11 other players. Here are, and they didn't find any of that in their investigation. They did, it's a mock investigation. They didn't investigate anything. And now they look like idiots. 
But also, and I will say this, you guys know, I mean, I, I felt like, and I, I was always very careful when I talked about sort of the demonization of football. I what I would originally when we talked about the concussion issue, the shots I took were at the NFL for lying to its workers and then covering up the facts as opposed to acknowledging that the sport is a dangerous sport. It's not for everybody. It is very violent. You might suffer injury. Now, if you'd like to play, feel free. We're going to watch it and make millions off of it. But it is dangerous, just so you know. That's the better approach. It's like in NASCAR letting the guys know, hey, look, man, you go 200 miles per hour on the track, you could die. It could happen. You could die. Got it? Yep, I understand. Cool, you still want to race? Yep, okay, cool. We're in. Let's go. I can't wait to watch you race. Maybe you'll crash. It'll be awesome. So, like, that. that's what I always thought they should do. Just acknowledge, like, yeah, and we'll – We'll work to better safety conditions and all that sort of stuff. Like, we'll do what we can. Instead, they lied, covered it up, got caught, exposed, sued, billions of dollars. All this other stuff had to happen because they wouldn't take it seriously. But I never attacked football for being violent. Football is violent. It's also awesome. And I played it, and I got hurt, and I loved it, and I really am glad that I did it. And everybody can make that decision for themselves, right? That's fine. It's not for everybody. And I do think there are ways to clean up the game and ways to and, – and they did a good job. But then I thought they overextended their reach. And you you know, I was one of the guys that would come on the air and often say, guys, by and large, there's no such thing as targeting. And that would upset people. Like, Jeff, targeting exists. Eh, not really. <laughs> and we would go through this conversation where I was like, if you're on the field making a tackle and you make a split-second decision to take an angle, you really don't have time to decide, I'm going to calculatively destroy this guy's face. You don't have that kind of time. Low man wins in football. We're both fighting to get low. Our heads are going to collide. That's why we're wearing helmets. Hey, good idea. So that's how that works. And then they started throwing people out of games, and it was ridiculous. And I knew that I sounded like a bit of a Neanderthal for bringing up the fact that, hey, there's really no such thing as targeting. There is. That's an over-the-top statement. But it's pretty rare, is my point. It's pretty rare. And it certainly wasn't happening in the way that the penalties were suggesting that it happened intent, throwing people out, all this sort of nonsense. So you can acknowledge aspects of football culture, the game, etc., as being antiquated and agree with change, but also embrace aspects of it that are reprehensible to other people who don't understand the game and never played it and don't want their kids to be part of it. It's all fine. We can all exist in that world. That's okay. What I've never understood post, like, 1950 Once we figured out it's a pretty good idea to let these dudes drink some water every now and again so they don't die, and that, you know, if you're abusing somebody for the sake of indoctrinating them into the team culture, that's probably not a good idea either because if you beat the hell out of somebody, I'm not so sure they're going to feel real welcome. It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense hazing anywhere, fraternity, football, any group whatsoever. Groups tend to suck in general. It makes zero sense to do that. But it's especially true in 2023 when everybody's got a camera, everybody's got an outlet, everybody's got a means by which to expose all of this that apparently, allegedly, went on at Northwestern. If you're Pat Fitzgerald, what are you doing? How is it even possible that you got caught up in this? Even if you are a meathead, even if you think it's okay to abuse people as part of uh, acceptance, into a a greater culture that you've created in your locker room, even if you think that's the way to go about it, and it's not. But even if you think it is, you'd have to know better. Common sense would tell you 
Can't do that. Not in this day and age. The junks and boys don't exist anymore. We're not doing this anymore. We're not going to have people just taking ass kickings, not drinking water for, you know, two days on end, uh, fondling each other. What's the purpose of that? Don't understand that. Really weird. Anyhow, all of that stuff was, like, bizarre. But I don't care where you're at on all of this, such as, oh, they're trying to take away aspect. No, they're not. No, they're not. A naked dude hiking the ball to another naked dude. What does that do? I yeah. You didn't know about that, or did no, you? No, no, I'm well aware like, of it. What is? How is that even a thing? How is that a thing that you're like, yeah, that'll show him. Yeah, ah, he'll have earned it. What? Bizarre. Let the boy watch. Bizarre. It's got that kind of energy. It's it got Ashley sh- Schaefer energy. Yeah. Except it's not funny, unlike Ashley Schaefer, who is. I mean, well, we thought, at least I thought, mm -hmm. that that was absurd, but apparently it isn't. Well, because hundreds of dudes said, "All right, if that's the price, I need to pay." I I think it's, I think it's really, really strange and 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 naive and dumb and a lot of things to to think you would not get caught doing those things. Again, boiling it. I'm not even getting into the ethics of this or the morals of this or the criminality. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're the guy, let's say you believe in this and you think it's a good thing oh, and it's, it's a tradition. It's not like I'm Sandusky or something. Right. Even this if you're is... that kind of blind and that kind of ignorant, how is it you, did, you, you didn't think for a second that you'd get caught? How? It's impossible. Like, people get in trouble for doing legit things that are hard in football. Like, oh, well... They worked out for over an hour and 22 minutes. That seems excessive. People get in trouble for stuff like that, which is not excessive. It is stupid to criticize and is over the top in an effort to delegitimize or whatever it might be. Well, you can bet if people get in trouble for working real hard, what do you think they're going to get when you're doing this kind of stuff? Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a Greek element to this for sure. But yeah, it's, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was um, Socrates over here. <laughs> what is a recruiting visit like? Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. Hey, was, man, staggering. That's to a read legitimate question now. Yeah. What, what are we doing on the recruiting visits? I know uh, some much better athletes than myself who got to go on incredible recruiting visits around the country to the preeminent institutions that play football in all the land, and none of them ever came back to me going, well, you know, I really enjoyed my trip to uh, Penn State and Alabama and Michigan, but let me tell you what goes on at such and such, and then describing this? Like, there's no chance. Right, and wouldn't that happen? Wouldn't you? That's what I mean. If yeah. you are a, a senior who has decided that I'm going to pay this ridiculous and invasive and abusive price, wouldn't you tell the 18 year old that's on campus, "Hey, man, you don't want to come here. They do weird stuff." And I'm ashamed to say that when I was a freshman, I did it. But you need to get no, no. You go to Vandy. You're not going to Northwestern. Please stay away from here. It is that never happened once. I I, I find it odd. That's why initially, when you read the story, you thought, "Hmm, I." I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see how this plays out. I don't know what to think about this. This seems like something that would have come to light before now. If the things they're saying happen, yeah. this is something that somebody would have reported. Like like you said, if you're a recruit going to Northwestern, a, an elite institution of higher learning, et cetera, and, you, you know, and by the way, they've played in two Big Ten title games yeah. since 2018. I, I mean, mean, no, man, stay away. Trust me, you're better off. Or why aren't you in the transfer portal? Like, right, I'm yeah, gone yeah. Th- now. Yep. That's nuts. It's the Northwestern way. <laughs> oh. And now you, you wear s- suits and ties. 
Then we take them all off when it's time to snap oh, the football. Oh, buddy. So Fitzgerald's people said, quote, unquote, or by people, I Jimmy, mean. Jimmy, leave your tie on. I mean, lawyer. And stop. Now it's getting weird. Uh, well, that's Yeah, that's the that's one little piece of the energy. Put these heels on. Uh, right. <laughs> Multiply that energy times a thousand and then envision that it's real. So this is what y'all, this is kind of. This is how Northwestern gets down, huh? You can play, uh, that's not what you do, over and over oh, and over again yeah. here, my man. What? <laughs> yeah, what? Hey, huh? Chasing dreams? What are we doing? All right, so listen really quickly. The lawyer uh, on the verge just a couple days ago uh, basically announced, he's on the verge of announcing, he didn't, but this suggests as much. We're going to take the necessary steps to protect Coach Fitzgerald's rights in accordance with the law. That's, we're going to sue Northwestern because we want all of the money. Because they fired him, and they're going to fire him for cause, and he's going to fight that. So the purpose of me bringing this up is you haven't heard anything yet. Now discovery. Now all of it happens. Here we go. Well, and you're going to learn from Northwestern's side because they're going to counter. You're going to learn about the lieutenants. This doesn't happen. Like There are lieutenants. There are middle people that— problem is Northwestern's a private institution. They don't have to tell us anything, and a lot of it will not be exposed, unfortunately. I think local authorities can get involved there and say, no, this is probably in the public interest. And you, this is where a politician could actually do some good for their own game. I'm saying initially, we're not going to know anything until it actually, if it does indeed go to court. Yeah, then you will. Then you will. Um, but it's all so preventable and easily avoidable and completely silly and unnecessary and bizarre. And, and you know, you heard, you heard him say initially, well, I didn't know. Well, you should have, and I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm just going to go with A, you should have, and B, I don't believe you. Perhaps, perhaps what you're saying is true, but I don't believe you yeah. is another way of me having yeah. this conversation the baseline with you. is if you didn't yeah. know, you're gone, but I don't think you didn't know. Come on you now. You could not know you're the head coach. They know everything that happens in their program. Now, were there cases over the years involving – monies exchanging hands and jobs for parents and things like that in which a coach could invoke plausible deniability yes yes i'm sure the good ones had it set up so that it was many persons removed from themselves and they could claim just as presidents often do i didn't know we were selling arms for hostages Hmm. you didn't did you okay that was israel (laughs) i mean so you know, I laugh at all this stuff, but this will be this will get uglier to your point. It's going to get uglier. Get wait till all the other information comes out now. But again, this would be the wait. Yeah. Danny Canal, I'm talking to you, buddy. Just wait. You don't have to immediately tweet support for people you don't know all that well. Did he? Yeah. Oh God. Just wait. Let's find out. Find out the deal. Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio Warchant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply zaxby's like look just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land that's easy i can do that i can attest to that a delicious thick juicy tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just huh? make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's, and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. And do, 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 do. Hey, did you ever um did you ever play uh, pin the tail on the donkey? <laughs> uh <laughs> is this a northwestern's version of pin the tail on the donkey? I, I, I kind of said it to be funny, but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, have I've you ever I've never done actually, an elephant walk. I've never uh, done No, no, the, no, no. Pin the tail on the donkey. The legit little kid pin the tail on the yeah. donkey birthday party event. A uh, preschool birthday. That was it. Let me tell you something. There aren't too many of those preschool birthday party events that uh, resonate even today. If you are invited to a party, it could be an all-adult party. And no, it's not a euphemism. If somebody said, hey, man, you want to play pin the tail on the donkey, it's one of the few childhood games where I'd be like, hell yes, I do. Pin the tail's awesome. We got a few drinks in us. You spin me around. I'll find it. Let's go. It's, uh, now that's again phrasing. But if you think about, if you think about the childhood games you played, they were a lot of fun. Like the only one that really kind of stands out, well, wiffle ball still carries. I mean, grown ass men playing wiffle ball. That's, it's awesome. Yeah. But pin the tail on the donkey was good. And a pinata never gets old. We should have parties where we're knocking the bejesus out of pinatas. Yes, there was also a pinata at that party, and I didn't understand what it was. My parents didn't—they they oh, dropped me yeah. off. They didn't explain. Then I just saw candy everywhere. It was pinatas, crazy. Pinatas, heaven on earth. They're also a great source of internet videos where people get hit in the face yeah, or the yeah. testicles, or you know, Mary slaps the hell out of uh, Susan because she gets too close. Hold on, Mary. Bam! 
I love that stuff. That's great. It's, it's, you could watch that on a loop. The most disgusting game that we played as kids, bobbing for apples. Mm, that all that snot. That was at a kindergarten Halloween party. Bobbing for the only time I ever did it. it was really, yeah, really in, retro, dumb. in retrospect, not good, right? Oh, yeah. And there's always the kid who hasn't showered in six days, dipping his head in that water. Correct. You're like, come on, Trevor. man! I gotta go after Trevor. Yep. Andy snots everywhere. Can't hold his breath. Now God only knows what bobbing for apples is at Northwestern, mm. and I don't want to know. It's a different kind of recruitment. Welcome in to indoctrinate you here at Northwestern. We're going to play pin the tail on the donkey, aren't we, boys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. There's a little bobbing for apples, too. Yeah. What? Oh, great. Childhood games. This will be fun. Oh, you're not going to like this, Chris. Yeah. Poor Ricky's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Oh, man. I remember when my innocence was lost, too, Ricky. That's okay. Blindfold him. Briley, if if as an adult anybody says want to play pin the tail on the donkey, do not, I repeat, do not put on that blindfold. Pinata's different. Make sure you're armed before you're blinded. <laughs> Pinatas were fun, and pin the tail on the donkey was fun. But yeah, I thought I would introduce it because obviously I figured they had to lie about the nature of the games they were playing at Northwestern in order to get people to, yeah, come on down, I'll play. Sounds like a good time, everybody. Later on, they're in the fetal position in the corner of the locker room going, what is going on at Northwestern? This is not the game I remember. This is, no. Is it so the, much is this more the way wholesome. you played it? <laughs> is this the way you played it? Was your dad an assistant coach at Penn State? This isn't good. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Sometimes you just got to gotta laugh to keep from going crazy, and That's... that is a bizarre story. So, number two on the top 40 list. All right, segue. Here we go. Brought to you by Zaxby's. Hello, Zaxby's. We love you. The sandwich is gigantic. Still, still gigantic. Still okay. really tasty. Here's your over. Split top bun. That's right. Big three, old pickles. Three pickle chips on a split top bun. Forget All the it. sauces you can dream of. Including the the Zax, the spicy Zax sauce. Here's the over-under game. Which Actually, which number is higher? Mm. The amount of sacks that Jared Verse racks up this season. Mm-hmm. Or the amount of locations of Zaxby's here in Tallahassee, which is the higher number? Oh, Zaxby's locations. That's correct. It's going to be hard for Jared Verse to get 54 sacks. Hard for Jared Verse to amass 54 sacks. There's a Zaxby's on every corner. Look out your window. It's incredible. The funny thing is, as things go, there's association with football season. And for you and I on Friday nights at the CP, you know mm. what there's association with? A couple mm. things. Your dad is in attendance. He usually is, yes, indeed. And we enjoy an ice cold Guinness. That's correct. That's correct. An ice cold Guinness. Big so tall one. Now on Saturdays, I wake up, I think, man, where's my Zaxby's at? Because it's been a couple yeah, of years straight yeah, of enjoying yeah, yeah. the Zaxby's. Great partnership. Pavlov, you're you're just waking up like here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, statistically somewhere I want to look now, uh, not just at the number of Zaxby's, but uh, Jared Verse. By the way, who led the team in tackles last year, you know? Uh, Jamie Robinson. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You know how many? Uh, 96. 99. All one right, shot right. of 100. Come yep. on, that would have been awesome. You know who led the team in interceptions? Not a lot of them to choose from. Greedy Vance. That's correct. Yeah. Dropped the one that he had to have. I cover this team. 
Drop the one he needed to have. That's correct. Yes. Drop the one he needed Probably to have. rally to beat Wake Forest if he comes down with it. Felt like it was going in that direction. Oh, yeah. 100%. How many pass attempts? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm, right. I'm just I'm having fun with Who, you. Tate? Uh, yeah. 38. You're going to say 38 this year? More than 38? Oh, no, no. Oh, so last year. on the year. Yeah. How many you have last year? I got to look it up now. 31. Uh, that's bad. That's outside the range of acceptability. Eh, seven. You were seven off. He was 18 of 31. Couple touchdowns, couple picks. Probably. Couple touchdowns. Couple probably. touchdowns. How many times was Jordan Travis sacked last year? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's how many fumbles did he have? Um, <laughs> seven. He was sacked 15 times last year. Wow. More than I thought. Mm-hmm. By a lot. Did complete 64% of his passes. That's nice. That'll work. As long, 78 yards. Did have 24 touchdown passes to only five interceptions. Here we go, Jordan Travis. For the folks on Warchant TV putting up Jared versus Game Log. Oh, man. Oh, you're doing that. I wanted us to have fun with this, so there's the Game Log. Go ahead. Uh, I think you're going to have to expand it so we can I see the numbers. I was yeah. trying to get all 12 games on there. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I'm curious, um, a lot of our guys, a lot of our guys are are stars. Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, and Jordan Travis uh, fit under the umbrella of fits and starts, right? Great games, missing all of a sudden, awesome game, then, you know, two tackles, none for a loss, just a day at the just a day at the office with not much to show for it. So it's really interesting that I think the consistency of which we speak regarding Benson and Wilson and verse all will go up considerably. And uh, that leads me to the question of sack total for the season. Nine a year ago, how many does he get this season? Knock on what he's healthy. Going to go over nine. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Did it go over 12? That's where it gets. Ooh. Well, we're we talking regular season? Only? Yeah, 12 games. 12 games. 12 games. Yeah, he'll go over 12. I think he uh, will. What a year. So if he gets to the 14 15 range, you're having a dominant performance. You're all ACC, you're potential All American. Yeah, the hard, there are two things that are difficult. Number one, circumstances where you're going to be blowing your opponent out. Yep. Number two, the overall talent of the defensive line. That helps his case, but it also could hurt his case because somebody might beat him to the punch, like a Patrick Payton who is yeah. shot out of a cannon, and he'll be drawing a lot more single-team situations than Jared Verse will. Mm-hmm. And then also playing eight games consecutively toward the end of the season. I think that, that really is going to matter when these guys are rotated in and out. You've got to keep your players ready to go for the ACC championship game. You got to, Especially if you go... One and one or two and zero in those two critical games in September. You got to play for the big prize in Charlotte and have everybody ready to go there. You can't have Jared Verse worn out because he's your best defensive end and you ran him out there sixty-five snaps a game. That's just not smart. So it's would you say what nine straight games? Is that right? Yeah, if you make the ACC championship, yeah. So let's just do the because you have the September third game against LSU. Mm-hmm. Six days later, you play Southern Miss. Yep, he can take a breather there. Then seven days later, you play Boston College. Still don't have a break yet. Now, you get one after Clemson. All right, so that Mm -hmm. begins the stretch you're talking about. The opponents in those games, if we're trying to amass over 14 sacks, 13 sacks, whatever the number we're projecting is, 
Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, and Florida. In that order. Hmm. Just November is a lot more taxing than October. So I think what you'll probably want to do, if you can take care of business in those three consecutive home games coming off the bye, is against Virginia Tech and Syracuse and Duke. That's when you want to give them the breather because Pitt's going to be physical. Miami certainly is going to be physical. Should blow them out, but it's going to be a physical game. Then so is Florida. Yeah, and you don't uh, – well, what gets interesting is you probably just don't even want to play them against North Alabama. Yeah, maybe a series. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. You don't even really want to play a lot of your guys at North Alabama. Really, you're going to play them because you're going to play them six days after you play LSU. You're going to play them against Southern Miss. Yeah. You know, it's so early in the season. They need the reps. They're just kind of. And then you hope that you can, you know, use them for a half against Boston College at most and start rotating them out ahead of Clemson. Southern Miss, by the way, for those wondering, four and four in the Sun Belt Conference a year ago, seven and six overall, not a elite version of Southern Miss. Because they've had years where they were just straight up good. So you're kind of like, well, yeah, it's been yeah. a minute. Which but, Southern yeah. Miss are we drawing? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. but it ain't this Southern. It, it's it, This is a, a team coming off a 500 season, so we'll see. I'm with you though. I'm I'm well into the double digits here. I just uh, what would you have to set it at to say under 15? Uh, if it's the 12 game slate, yeah, yeah I think 15 is a little much. It seems like a lot, right? Just, he, he's going to have games where he has three, but he's going to have games where he has none. They come in bunches, and and you know the thing that's his best friend would be offensive success, and we believe that we're going to have that. Offensive success leads to predictability when the defense is on the field. The more we score the more likely they are to drop back and have to pass, which means that Jared Verse can pin his ears back. So I, I think, you know, if I was setting perhaps an over-under for multi-sack games for Jared Verse, three and a half? Yeah, yeah, I think that's In fair. In the 12, what do you think? Three and a half. Multi-sack games? Multi-sack games. Not one and a half, 2.0 or higher. Uh, I'm going to go over. Yeah, I think he'll do it in four games. Well, now you're into the mid-teens, perhaps. He gets so hyped for the big games, too. He's going to come out in this LSU game. He's going to get a sack. He was a monster against LSU. Now, it's not a freshman tackle that he's going against anymore, but still, he was lined up in multiple places and was a factor all over the field. Mm. That day needs to get here. I am so ready for that game, for us to make our way over to Orlando to enjoy the fun centered around college football, and in particular, Games of this magnitude. That's that different energy. And also, like you said, he gets hyped up for these games. But when you're looking for leaders on that defense, who are they going to rally around? You know, over the years, we've had linebackers and safeties and some defensive linemen over a period of time that might be guys that you rally around. He's uniquely in a position to be a player that they all rally around this year. He'll tell you, he'll tell you all about it. So, I mean, he's a guy that it's emotional. (laughs) Yeah. But within control. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not a he's not a cheap shot artist or anything like that. He's not overreacting. No doubt that buying a home can feel overwhelming, especially if it's your first home. You're worried about location, school zones, square footage, inspections, insurance, loan approvals, interest rates, and the price. Of course, buying a home could be the most significant investment you've ever made. But there's good news. Have our friends at Legendary Home Loans on your side, in your corner, and going to bat for you. Shannon Young from Legendary Home Loans can help first-time home buyers. Get up to $25,000 for your down payment for first responders, veterans, teachers, military, and healthcare workers. It's not all. Shannon is an expert navigator to the home loan terrain 
You can trust that he's going to get the most competitive interest rates and guide you through the process every step of the way. Plus, Shannon will also get your closing costs reduced. It's the Hometown Heroes Program at Legendary Home Loans. Give him a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or go to fsuhomeloans.com and ask for Shannon Young. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Sunbolt's going back on tour. 28 years of Trace, maybe? I think they're going to redo. Uh, okay, I'm in. I'm in on that. Everybody okay? Uh, yeah, band? yeah. I think uh, well, Jay is, and I think everybody else is, too. Uh, 28 years? It just seems like uh, we're not going to make it to 30. Might as well knock it out at 28. I saw that tour at Club Down Under on Florida State's campus when it was uh, their debut record. I was in attendance. Not too alarming. It's just if you're, like, you're picking 28 years, is there a... No, I, I don't know why. I think I just saw that. I think, I think in passing, I, I saw that. We had a question come up yesterday. I was thinking about it during the break because we were trying to project numbers. What is there a player that is not a starter that has an opportunity to be, uh, I guess, not only impactful, but somebody we're talking about at season's end as a household name, as somebody that... The future is so bright. We're talking about, you know, same type thing. The awards circuit the following year. The awards circuit the following year? No. My, immediately my brain went to Lawrence Toafili. Could be somebody who racks up close to 1,000 all-purpose yards. He's going to have so many unbelievable matchups this year. Yeah. So, But that would not be the award circuit next year because this is going to be it. Um, yeah, Vandravius Jacobs. Rodney Hill, too. Rodney could get the touches. I, I'm just... Very curious to see with the two veterans at the top how many touches they're going to give a third running back in a game like a Clemson or an LSU. Yeah, I think early he won't get a lot, but they love him, man. They absolutely love him, and I know you do, and I certainly think the world of him and how good he's going to be. The other problem is I think we're all overlooking a very talented player because he got hurt in spring. But Keziah Holmes is the real deal as well. I think he can be a very productive player. Now, he'll be in the mix. I'm not saying he's going to get a lot of carries, but Keziah Holmes is um, really talented. I mean, this is a kid who went to Penn State, has real talent. He's a junior. He's a big kid. At, uh, what, do they, what do they list him at? What was he listed at the last time I saw him? I think he was – well, he'd gotten up to about 200 pounds, so 195 pounds. Like that. He's six feet tall. I'm not saying yeah. he's tall. I'm just saying yeah. he's a, th- a dense kid, so uh, a thick kid. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like he could play more than we're giving him credit for. He just he tweaked the hamstring, I think. this is I don't know that. But when we were watching him in spring, he went from being a part of it to just really not being much of a part of it at all because if you have a hamstring problem, it takes time. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with third back. I think it's going to change game to game. And I understand that they have two separate running back positions that they call for different things. Mm-hmm. But who gets the totes? You know, who is the third player, and how does it look? Because you, you might want somebody that fits a Trayshawn Ward role more than somebody who, you know, like Rodney Hill could be featured next year, but does he fit best as the third guy this year? 
So I, I don't know. It's just this is a tough one for me to see. Also in short yardage, what do you do? We should be more successful straight ahead without gimmicks in short yardage, but who is the player? Is it Kazaya? Is it Trey? Is Jaheim Bell an H-back in that situation? And maybe you have, uh, I don't know, DJ Lundy out there as well. There's a lot of things that they didn't answer in spring. This isn't like we know, but we're not allowed to say. I don't know how they're going to make those personnel decisions and what they're going to look like. I have a hard time figuring out uh, Lawrence Toofili. I always do. I know we play up the joke that I've never been as impressed with him as as a lot of other people. I love his versatility. I've always been impressed with that. I've talked a lot about his ability to catch the football for a back that is uh, it's preternaturally good. I mean, he catches the ball like a true wide receiver. So I love that he's a combo guy. He had almost 300 yards receiving a year ago. And he likes outside zone, which we're getting better at. So that's a nice fit compliment. It's just, I think it's about pass pro and lead blocking. And that's got to be a thing for the next guy beyond Toa Feely and beyond Trey Benson. Can you pass pro? And then are you okay lead blocking too? Because they like to run split back sets and you don't know which way they're going to run the ball. They like doing that too. I want to give Toa Feely his credit. I never do. I know I don't give him enough credit. I just, I, as a pure running back, we've got a guy, and we had two last year in, in Ward as well as Benson. But as a pure running back, um, he he never kind of falls under that umbrella for me because he's just so versatile at catching the ball out of the backfield. And I just you're never going to feature Toa Feely. But we don't really feature anybody. That'll be interesting to see because yeah. we don't really feature anybody. That's the hard part. But, you know, in September when you need veteran presences on that field, that's why I think Demetri Emanuel is going to be somebody they lean on in the first month heavily on the offensive line. It's just you want fewer variables. You want guys that you know you can execute X, Y, and Z against LSU in a neutral site. They can execute A, B, and C against Clemson on the road. I don't need, to, I don't need guesswork here. Yeah, I don't need a kid to learn the ropes. Not right now. So what does that mean? How does that influence what the roster looks like, the usage looks like in the first month of the season versus October and November when maybe a guy like a Rodney Hill develops into a trusted part of the rotation and by the Florida game, he's your second running back. Like I could see that. Happening. I could absolutely see that happening. I like that scenario that you just laid out there. Briley asked an interesting question. I think it's a good one. Who's the best player on the team who was on our team last year but played fewer than two games last season due to injury? Isaiah Holmes, Bless, Wright. You talking about Winston Wright? You know, I would love for the answer. Look, I think Bless is going to start at uh, one of the tackle positions. So, you know, it's probably him if you're going to be a starting tackle. I mean, I think he's got a good chance to start. But I really am rooting, if I'm just going to be honest with everybody, I'm rooting for Winston Wright. I just I hate that through no fault of his own, his career got completely derailed. He was the most experienced of all the receivers. We were right to go out and get him. He'd been productive at the Power 5 level. He was a guy that really, when you got him, you thought, what a huge get for a unit that desperately needed production and experience. And you brought that kid in, and then the accident happened, the surgeries happened, an entire loss season, a bunch of time rehabbing, didn't look like he was all the way back, in my opinion, in spring. Didn't really get the opportunity to be featured in any way. He got overshadowed because we have a superstar freshman in Vendravius Jacobs. So you just don't know what his role is going to be. But for a kid who had over 50 catches in a season for West Virginia and put up numbers, you just know that if he does get back, if he is something close to where he was prior to the accident – 
he could be a hugely impactful player for this offense. Yeah, the the talking points around Winston Wright can change in one practice. Mm-hmm. You know, if they say it's a, you go at 100% and you see the explosiveness, we're all going to change our tune on him. It's just that I don't know if it's no longer in the tank for him or we, that they, just they're just yeah. ramping up the recovery because there's no need to take a chance in spring with somebody who is so skilled and knows what it is to be a big, big-time big player at Power 5. So he's still got a chance. It's not like, oh, it's just never going to happen for him. One day of practice and we could see it, oh, never mind. It's you happening. It's going it, to matter. Yeah, yeah, set it and forget it. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going to change the nature of the question just a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to say Kevin Knowles has a chance to be in that conversation because I don't think he was ever healthy last yeah, year. Yeah, he certainly didn't look it. Didn't no. play well at all. And that kid, as a freshman, showed us instincts, something. flash to the back yeah. of the backfield, mm-hmm. physical, mm-hmm. like to hit. You and add a player like that into your defensive back rotation, that makes a huge difference. Agreed. Let's root for these kids that either played hurt and saw their production decline because of it or haven't been able to come all the way back. I think that's normal. It goes without saying. Everybody's rooting for guys to come back from injury. But these guys that have the real potential, we've seen glimpses of – one that wasn't here but was in Power 5 and one that was. The other hard thing is sometimes guys are just good in spring and they're not in fall. Like yeah, They legitimately yeah, are yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you look at fall, you say, what, what, what the hell happened to that where guy? Where did you go? Fell off a cliff. Bless was good in spring, though. Mm-hmm. I thought Bless was really good in spring. I think he was going to be great last year. And then they could have had Jazz at right guard. I mean, they, Where they where, wanted him. Yeah. yeah. We still him. overcame a lot of stuff, with even with all those injuries. That was Tub Talk. That's what we do in the tub. We hang out and talk about football. Ask about which guys are going to play well, which ones aren't, who's going to surprise us. Folks at Pinch a Penny are making it really easy right now to finally get that hot tub or spa that you've always wanted. For a limited time only, you can get discounts and rebates up to $5,000 off, plus 0% financing, kids. 0%. 60 months. Woo, five years. Also, say... Right. Say no to the tub at Northwestern. Just just say no. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get into the hot tub. No, we're not. No, I'm we're going not. to my own personal. We're going to play pin the tail. No, we're nope. not. No, I'm going to my own garden tub and locking the door. Thank you. That means you can put a uh, hot tub in your backyard right now for as little as $99 a month with installation. Plus, you get those hot tub covers. Got to have that. Don't want to walk out there and be like, there's a pigeon in my tub. I spoke with the owner personally. He admitted that in all his years in this business, this is the most motivating and best deals he's ever seen from uh, from the from the higher ups. Best he's ever been able to offer. They've got over fifty hot tubs and spas in stock right now. By the way, that showroom is massive. Just go in there, if only to tap dance. It's the new. It's got the a new, lot of echoey. We were talking about this in the office after the show the other day. It's the new TV. Yeah. Like, remember when TVs? Zero percent. It changed, and he said, "Oh, I can get the best TV in the world. No yeah. big deal." Suddenly, That's uh, what they're doing with attendance, the hot tubs. attendance dropped considerably across the across the land. Now you can have a TV and a hot tub for all the games on Saturday. There you, you go. <laughs> well, if they still make it forty-five minutes to get into the stadium, that's what I'll be doing forever, forevermore. I'm done with this nonsense. We're fishing a barrel over here. Let's go. Uh, if you're ready to relax, they'll show you how. Go to uh, take a look. Get all the answers you need. Pinch a penny on Greer Street just off of Capitol Circle. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. 
Bumper cars. Did you like bumper cars? <laughs> uh, yeah, bumper cars were good. Bumper boats uh, they had on US 19 at the yeah. Celebration Station. Bumper boats were a lot of fun. Did you go to Adventure Island when you grew up down there? I did. I don't know that I ever did. You've never been to Adventure Island? I don't think so. Is that a water park? Yeah. No, then definitely not. No. Took the kids there uh, when they were considerably younger. I think this was like about... Probably like eight years ago, nine years ago, and we almost died. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. how those places go. Well, if, if you we were all on the same tube and got kind of going sideways, yeah. I thought we were going to flip. That happened to me at Blizzard Beach. So we would go to Disney for the water parks, but then, again, you had Celebration Station right around the corner, which had, you know, the arcade, two stories worth of an arcade, bumper boats, go-karts. Well, you're covered. Can't... can't uh... Stress enough how devastated I was at Adventure Island in the arcade when John McEnroe blew a two-sets-to-none lead in the French Open final against Yvonne Lindell. Ruined my birthday, John McEnroe. You ruined my birthday. How old were you? I I think I was like eight or nine, maybe ten. You watched the final at your birthday party when you were eight or nine? I was a tennis-playing Jesse. Oh, my goodness. No, we had to leave. It was... uh, Because you made a scene because he lost? No, 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 no. We had to leave our house to get to Tampa. We were in St. Pete. And we had to get to Tampa to go to Adventure Island for my birthday party and meet a bunch of people there. And it was going to be a great time. And at the time we left, McEnroe had never won the French Open. It was on clay. It wasn't his surface. And he was up two sets to none against the robot, Yvonne Lindell. Never made a peep. Played an annoying brand of tennis. Was not an artist like John McEnroe was. And uh, here it was. Mac was going to get his French. It was all set. And it looked like he was going to win in straight sets. And we left to go to Tampa. And we got there. And when I walked into the arcade after changing into my swimming trunks, Tom, and was ready to go, I saw it was two sets all. No! What is going on here? Lindell had come back and squeaked out two sets, and now McEnroe was down a break in the fifth. And it felt inevitable. The machine was locked in, got to everything. Nothing Mac did was going to change his fortunes, and I could sense it. The tears welled up. I was a huge John McEnroe fan. Still am. So who is a reasonable comparison because when you said robot who plays a oh, boring brand. Yeah, Yvonne Lindell was boring. Baseline, never came to the net, got to everything, was just like a brick wall with return. Everything you hit, he got to and hit back. I'm trying to think of another athlete. You know, golf is an easy sport to go to, but it could be a pitcher. Just like somebody who's boring as hell, but they just win, and it's the worst. Well, Lindell, I mean, I always admired the fact that he was the king of just not making unforced errors. You had to hit winners to beat him. You just had to you had to hit winners to beat him. He got everything was coming back over. He was waiting for you to screw it up. Hit long, hit into that, do something, you know, unforced. Uh and he was a great player. Boring as all hell though. No flash, no flair for the dramatic, nothing unique. Like a lot of guys have a facet of their game where you're like, that guy. Nobody serves in volleys like him. Or nobody, you know. They could be devastating servers. This is before the equipment upgrade, so like 
Yeah, you could be a dominant server, but it mm. meant something different than now. Zach Johnson. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Ah, you got it. Zach Johnson. Boy, we're going to have the Guys won two majors. We're going to be at St. Andrews. There's all this star power, and Zach freaking Johnson's going to win the thing. Thanks for coming out, everybody. His conversations, his press conferences, everything about him sucks. And he may be the nicest guy on the planet. I'm sure. I just can't stand when they talk to him. In some ways, it's like Scotty Scheffler, a great player, but I'm just like, okay, we can interview somebody else. Good work out of you. Well done, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great evening. Peace.